When I get my shot, when I get my turn, I'm going to take this pain. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going and I will allow this pain to push me to greatness. This pain will not break me. This pain will not define me. This pain will not destroy me. This pain will cause me. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Straight From The Chest Podcast. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host in this personal development, self-improvement podcast. Listen, if you're new to the show, I just want to take this time and welcome you. Thank you for being here. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back yet again. Welcome back. Listen, I appreciate all your guys' listenership. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to support this podcast even further, Please subscribe to us if you haven't yet already. We're on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud, as well as share this podcast with somebody and drop us a five-star in the review. I very much appreciate it. Thank you in advance for doing those things, people. So, as promised, we do have questions this podcast. We were able to get enough enough questions with substance behind them. And I'm thankful for that because sometimes we just get a bunch of troll questions and they're not uh, very applicable to the podcast. But, you know, with that being said, we got a, a slew of questions. I'm very, very grateful and humbled to to showcase that we have had a slew of questions and pick six questions that I felt were very applicable to the podcast, personal development, etc., growth, all of that. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first question. Tammy out of Pennsylvania writes, how do we let go of something or someone? And I think this is obviously an awesome question. It's really loaded, uh, obviously, but letting go of something or someone is going to be really predicated on you and how you respect yourself if you respect yourself at all. And what I mean by that is let me give you context. If somebody is not good for you, if something is not good for you, then you understand that this is, and you understand this is not good for you. You're going to understand that you need to vacate that person or that thing to become better, to become more evolved, etc. Now, sometimes people come in your life for seasons. We've all heard that. Sometimes things come in your life for seasons. We've all heard that. But when you, when you realize that something is not serving you, you need to let that thing go or that person go. And that's a hard thing to do, but a lot of times people aren't meant to go where you're going in life. And if anything, they're just going to drag you down. And so if you respect yourself and you respect your journey and you respect exactly everything that God's imparted to you and everything that you're trying to extract out of you and bring out of you and bring to the world, then you'll realize that you can't take this person with you because they're just, they're, they're a disruption to you. You, 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 you live maybe in a dysfunctional place with this person and maybe something is not serving to you. So because you respect yourself enough that you will not just, you won't tolerate certain things that don't serve you. You'll absolve yourself from that person, or that thing. So how do you let go of something or someone in short, you have to respect yourself enough and respect the future self even more, the future self, the person that you're trying to create. And when you do that, you just, by default, don't have a tolerance for certain things in your life that don't serve you or certain things in your life that are representing themselves in a dysfunctional sense or representative of a dysfunction. Okay, number two, Jacob out of Canada writes, yo, thanks for all that you do. Thanks, Jacob. I have a quick question. How am I supposed to know what I'm supposed to do with my life? Now, many of you veteran listeners already probably know what I'm going to say to this, 
but it's quite simple, Jacob. In life, you probably are only really good at one or two things. And these are your gifts and or talents that you have imparted to you by God. At least that's what I believe. Now, you find out you're good at doing these things because they come very, very easy to you. You have to you have to apply very little to no effort and you do these things very, very well. But that doesn't mean that that absolves you from having to put time and practice into these things to refine them and get them much, much more optimized in terms of how you do them. You should do that as well. But the point is these things come very easy to you and you know that you know you automatically are, can compare yourself to others that are in the same field and you are levels above these people and you've just started. That's kind of how you know that you should be doing this thing. Also, it's something that you likely would do for free if money weren't an issue. You know, it's something that draws you into it just because of what it is. And th- this could be anything. I mean, it's it's not for me to say what that is, but you know, you have to find out what it is that you do with little to no effort and you do it really, really well. And also what you would do for free if money weren't an issue. Meaning if you were a multimillionaire, you were set up for your life. What would you do for free every day that drink, that brings you fulfillment and there's a reciprocity effect tethered to it with you and that other person that could be providing a service that could be providing a, a product, etc. But what would you do for free? That is the, that is the main overarching theme to this solution here. Find whatever that is. That's what you should be doing with your life. It may not be popular. It may not be something that you see as monetary favorable, right? Ironically favorable right now, but it doesn't mean that there's not a market for it in the future and or it might be something that is an untapped market and you could be the leader in the space of. But the point is, don't get dismayed by how popular it might not be or how much money is not tethered to it yet. You need to do it. Period, because that is going to be essentially your life's work or it might be your life's work. And I think that that's something that's inseparable to who you are as a person, your identity, what you're going to be known for, what you're going to be great at affecting people with and impacting the lives of others. You need to do that. That's what you do with your life. That's what you go all in with you, with your life. That's what you (laughs) fuck. That's what you go all into your life with. You go all into your life with that. So, oh, and let me just side note this, Jacob, real quick. It sounds easier said than done, I know. But here's the thing, man. And I've talked about this at length in other podcasts too. You can't give up on this thing just because it is, it might be unpopular or because there might not be a space for it yet or because you're trying to be rich and you can't see yourself getting rich off doing this thing. Listen, you don't know what riches, and when I say riches, I don't mean just financial riches, what intangible riches that you can't touch yet that are attached to this thing might have in the future. You just don't understand yet. None of us do. None of us know the future. None of us know what we're, none of us know the impact that we're going to have five years from now, 10 years from now. None of us know how the market's going to shift. None of us know what really lies in the future for us. So for you to just give up on something because of what you understand right now, current day, 
might not be where you want to go. Like that's short-sighted. And that is almost, that's almost an entitled envision of what, of what, or an entitled sense of understanding. You don't, you're not that smart. None of us are. So my advice to you is go all in with a thing that you would do for free if money weren't an issue and you have an inseparable tether to in terms of your ability to do this thing and do it with little to no effort and you do it great. You need to do that. Even if you do it just 10 minutes a day at the beginning, you need to keep doing it every day and still keep it in your routine. So number three, Jennifer out of California writes, it feels like I'm being rejected with everything I try to do in life. Nothing like, like nothing I'm doing is right. Why is this? Now, I would start off by saying this is good. Even though most of you would probably see this as bad, I think this is good. Because one, it shows me that Jennifer isn't afraid of trying things. Two, it shows me that she's getting data from what she's doing. Even though it's not positive data, it's data nonetheless that she can take into the rest of her life. She sees like she seems like she's being rejected with everything she does and like nothing she's doing is right. So nothing she's doing is working. But this is a good thing because it's just refining what she should be doing in life and filtering out the shit that she shouldn't be doing. That's a good thing. And more of you or more of us in general need to be doing this. We need to be doing things that don't work in life because it gives us feedback in the process. And that feedback is don't do this. This is not something that you should be doing. Maybe you're not that good at this. Maybe you're just doubling down on your weaknesses instead of capitalizing your strengths instead. And this is, this is data nonetheless, people. This is good. So Jennifer, it feels like you're being rejected in life with everything you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep doing the things that you think you should be doing because you're collecting data in the process. It is refining your path. It is narrowing your path, so to speak. And when you are walking that narrow path and you understand what that path looks like in life because of what you've done that hasn't worked, you just become more competent in the things that you are good at because you end up putting the energy towards the things that you are good at and releasing yourself of the things that you're not good at or that didn't work, i.e. you felt rejected over. So keep going. Nothing in your life is going right good for you. It only takes one thing to go right to make your life. Let me repeat that. It only takes one thing for you to be right on that will make your life. So keep searching for that one right thing. And that means keep failing. Marianne out of Georgia writes, Hey there. I hope you're, let me start that over. (laughs) Fuck. Hey there. I hope this question reaches you. So you say someone doesn't respect themselves if they don't exercise and eat right. But isn't there more to respecting yourself than just the body, like internal? Thanks. So I get where you're going with this. And by the way, (laughs) you always know a question has contention behind it when they start off with so dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You say, okay, so yes, I do say that. Let me, let me say what I really say, because I know you're, you know, you're paraphrasing here, but what I do say is that if you do respect yourself, you will treat yourself correctly by exercising, eating right. And that is a form of self-respect or self-love. People that don't 
eat right, exercise, treat their bodies right, that that means that they don't, in, in turn, they, they can't respect themselves because they're putting junk in their bodies. They're not moving their body. They're not, look, this quest is not about getting muscle and looking like a Greek god. This quest is about doing what you know is right for your body, your mind, your spirit. And just by default, you end up getting physically fit or in shape because that's just the end product, right? So I always know when I approach somebody or when I meet somebody, if they're somewhat physically fit or in shape, I know that they treat themselves correctly. And I know that they probably love themselves internally because every, every outside representation is a manifestation of what you accrue internally. So you're asking like internal, well, that is internal because you can't possibly be your best or optimized self. If you're putting in shit in your body, it's accruing body fat. You're increasing inflammation in your body because of the shit food that you're putting in your body. You're not moving your body. Therefore, you're likely more prone to depression. You're likely more prone to anxiety or whatever that buzzword is nowadays. You're likely more prone to dysfunction. You're likely more prone to a myriad of things that are of health concern. Now, that's why I so I solely focus so much on physical fitness, not just to be a muscle bound fucking maniac, but to just be physically fit in general and to have more lean tissue, less body fat mass. And that comes by way of you eating right, exercising regularly and doing these things consistently. And not to mention there's a bonus. You become far more formidable in your mental traits. So your mental faculties in terms of how you approach the world, your confidence, the the way that you do things in life, you might you'll probably do more things more thorough in life. You will not uh, leave things un- unturned. You do things with an absolute relentless ferocity. You 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 attribute these things to what, or rather, these things can be be, uh, be attributed to your ability to stay consistent and do the hard shit in life, which is starting out with resistance training, which is limiting the consumption of bad foods and or just highly caloric foods in general and only consuming or vastly consuming unprocessed foods that help to add to your mental faculties, help to add to your microbiome in a positive sense. You know, when we talk about your body and when we talk about your body or the physical representation representation of you, we don't just talk about the aesthetics of it because the only way that these aesthetics are going to appear is if you treat your body right. And it all is culminating around or not culminating. I'm sorry. It all is centered around what you put in your body. And that is going to be obviously the foods and not to mention how you sleep, how you manage stress, etc. But you're far better at managing stress when you exert yourself through the means of physical fitness. So all these things play a running role with regards to being your best. And it is not just representative of what you are physically. A physical representation is more often than not representative of what you are internally. Now, that's not to say that all of us don't fight demons. Like I fight demons to this day and I'm physically fit. And I eat well, but I still fight demons. I, we, that is just going to be something that is going to be a constant, a, a constant battle because we live in the free world and the enemy of the deceiver runs this free world. And our thoughts are, are strongly 
are strongly dictated by the world around us and what we see. So it's not to say that you're not going to have battles within yourself, but you have a far, you have a far better chance at coming out of this thing alive when you are physically and mentally strong. And that is only accrued by you getting in the gym, exercising, being disciplined with your exercises, being disciplined with your workouts, being disciplined with the foods that go in and out of your mouth, having self-control, etc. So great question, even though there was a lot to that, but definitely great question, Marianne. Next question. Joanne out of the UK writes, greetings, Justin. Thank you for your podcast. Thank you, Joanna. I was wanting to ask, do you think you have the power to control your destiny? So this is a really good question, but there's a lot to this one too. So I do not think you have the power to be God. I do think that you have the power to control what you, how you interact with the world and how you interact with yourself. And I think that is going to dictate the path that you ultimately take in life. So when I say God, you don't have the power to be God. I obviously believe there's a higher power than us, and I believe that to be God. I believe that there are certain things God, certain things that God has imparted to you that I think is your obligation to understand, extract, and build on. And I think that is highly indicative of what path you or how you uh, how you view yourself, how you view the outside world around you, what you choose to impact you, what you choose to put energy into, what you don't choose to put energy into, etc. So I think that you have the power to control what you, this, the position that you have around you in terms of the people that you associate with, what you allow into your brain space, what you will, what you allow into your body, which will obviously like in the last question, which will dictate a lot of how you view yourself. If you're confident with yourself, I I believe that you have the power to control what you're willing to tolerate, what you're willing to not tolerate. But I don't believe that you have the power to control the ultimate grand scheme of things. I believe that people are brought into your life by one, by way of you being in the position to put yourself in front of that person. But also there is this thing called serendipity and being at the right place at the right time. And I don't think that you can control that or even understand. We can even begin to understand that. Maybe that's laced back to quantum mechanics and the 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 rules that follow that uh, energy fields etc i don't there is a lot beyond this that i can't really begin to even interpret and i don't want to because some of these things are so beyond me that i just i allow them to be beyond me and i just work within the realm that i can that i can work and that i know that i'm proficient in working in which is myself which is doing the things that are analogous to my conscience and trying to stay on board with those things. So to answer your question, I mean, unless I already did, <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think that you have the power to control the overarching theme of your life, but I do think you have, the, I do believe you have the power to change course in your life, which could, you know, you're changing off ramps, but you know, you're not changing the exact direction if that makes sense. So you might be traveling north. You can get off on different off-ramps, spend excessive amounts of time at an off-ramp at a gas station or a restaurant, or you don't have to choose to get off that off-ramp. You could choose to keep going forward. 
that might take you longer if you spend more time at a certain off ramp at a certain restaurant or whatever, but essentially you're still going the same direction. It just might take you longer. And that, that, that time spent at the restaurant or such, it might be an, a metaphor of you dicking off or you putting time into the wrong people or time into the wrong things in general. And so, but, but ultimately it doesn't change your direction in life, right? It's not changing. You're still going North. So that's the way I like to look at things. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that we have the power to change the direction. I think we're in a certain direction. I think that is, that is placed by God. I don't think that, I think we have the ability to, to dig off and, and make the wrong choices that keep us in a, in maybe a, a state of hold for a lot longer than we'd like. But I ultimately don't think that we have the power to change the actual direction of our life. And you know, sometimes people, they make the wrong choices in life. They get off on the wrong exit and they go to prison and then they never end up meeting their destination because they got, they go to prison for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? But they were onwards in the right direction. They just chose to take the wrong exit. They chose to take an exit and dick off on that exit, get around the wrong people, do the wrong things, etc. But ultimately, if they had kept driving, they just kept driving, they would have reached their destination eventually. Number six, last question. So, <clears throat> Dimitri writes, and Dimitri is out of California, is it possible to mess up and still reach your goals in life? Absolutely. And now I'm going to tell you this. When I was 20, between the ages of 20 and 30, I was directionless didn't know what I wanted to do I dabbled in a lot of things I I I thought I knew what I wanted to do but I didn't well I wasn't entirely sure I did a lot of different things in my life between 20 and 30 fucked up a lot or fucked around a lot fucked up a lot and I'm finally in a position where I can with certainty tell you what I want to do with my life I may not know the exact every detail surrounding that, but I know exactly what I want to do with my life. I know where I want to go. I know what I want in life. I know in terms of that details what I want in life, but I don't know how it's going to unfold. I don't, I don't know the details of that, but that's not for me to know. And that's not for you to know what you should be doing is consistently working on your craft, working on what fills you up, working on the things that you know, bring the best out of you and can in turn bring the best out of others. So yes, in short, you can achieve your goals with making messes of your life in the past. I mean, we all have made messes of our lives. It doesn't mean that we can't continue onwards towards the better version of who we, we know is inside. I think that ultimately we have a mission to accomplish. Everybody has a mission to accomplish in life. Some of us get that calling early on and we're in the right position to make moves to continuously capitalize on that mission and, and better serve that mission. But some of us get the calling late in life, you know, and that might be what you're attributing to messing up, but ultimately you've got the call. Now I'm, I'm assuming you've got the call because you're now taking a, an inventory of what your past was and, and deeming it as messes and knowing that that's not where you want to be any longer. You want to move forward and you want to reach your goals. The answer is yes, you still can, but you can't move forward whilst living in the past. You can't continuously think 
that you're going to make strides towards the future better self when you're continuously living in the land of the messes and all the dysfunctions that plagued you for so long or the time that you spent with people that didn't serve you or the time you spent in environments that didn't serve you. That's all the past. Don't allow those negative thoughts to infiltrate your mind right now, current day moving forward because it'll just derail you. And that's exactly what the deceiver or the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to be derailed. He doesn't want you to make an impact on this planet. He doesn't want you to serve others. Absolutely not. But you know you have a higher calling. You know you, and you know you have a mission to accomplish. So continue pressing into the mission. And continue pressing into the mission with only thoughts of productivity, with thoughts of accomplishment, with thoughts of winning. This is what it's about to be able to cultivate your best self. You must think this way. You must think on a higher frequency. Don't give life to the lower frequency thoughts. Don't give life to lower frequency people. Don't give life to lower frequency in general. You operate on a high frequency and you move onwards and upwards towards your highest self. So listen guys, I appreciate all of you staying tuned for the entire questionnaire. And I appreciate all of your questions. I Even the ones that didn't make it to the queue. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for giving me your time. You're listening here as always. Done.